Hi, this is JR from Less Than Jake, and you're listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. Hey there, everybody out there. Welcome back to your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. Welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I'm your co-host, the million-dollar father, Mr. Thomas Lisi, sitting alone in the studio because someone has to... Someone is recording from home today, and it's not me, obviously. The most handsome dad on the phone is joining us through the phone, Mr. Alex Drayton. Yeah, Tom. What's yeah. Going on? Good morning, and uh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day to you. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day and happy Money in the Bank Day. So uh, we are back better than ever today on a brand new episode of Sons of Flip Radio, just in time for today's Money in the Bank, which tips off in six hours. Uh, wow. Three o'clock local time, eight o'clock London time. But uh, hopefully you'll be getting this episode in before the event starts to get your fix in. Uh, we decided to come to you the day of Money in the Bank because we have things going on in our lives. So uh, yeah. we told you that we're we'll always come back bigger and better than ever, and we are. And uh, we, you know, we give you our promises, and we're right up to the deadline. But we are here at Money in the Bank today, live in London. Like we said, three o'clock on Peacock. Um, a lot has changed since we first, since we last came to you about Money in the Bank. Um, a, a big thing is Logan Paul being added to uh, the Money in the Bank men's match. But I mean, obviously, there's been other matches announced, uh, such as the women's tag team title match. And um, you know, I mean, if you're really looking forward to that, I mean, that'd probably be right in the middle of the card. But you know, uh, I mean, where do we start? Now, I wanted to start somewhere. Um, it's it's been rumored, and I don't know if this is true. And if it's true, then to me this has oh, Vince great. this has Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it, and his DNA oh, scattered everywhere. Um, apparently, the main event is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. I, well, this they is, said that they said that yesterday on on the broadcast of SmackDown, actually. Yeah, he and they it. in that same segment, he said it maybe three times. So this this to me. This screams, screams first it, of all, screams of a Dom win. Yes, with interference from probably Brock Lesnar to set up SummerSlam. Exactly. I think you you, know, you just stole my case thunder, clo- but case didn't mean to steal your thunder. Case closed. You can keep moving on. That's, that's it. Exactly I mean, um, you know, here's the Cliff Notes version. Vince, Vince McMahon is all over this shit like white on rice. All right. Um, he's still he still has his fingerprints on it and this is probably the worst one yet I think yeah you know like him maybe bringing some people back or yeah him you know eliminating segments but you're going to devote your the first pay-per-view in London in a very 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 long time and you're going to have the main event of it be Dominic Mysterio against Cody Rhodes which the backstory is not really that much of a backstory besides Cody needing a feud leading up to the Brock trilogy, which is going to culminate at SummerSlam. But the only reason why this is obviously the main event is to have the schmas finish, finish, like Alex just said. And as the credits come up, or you see the little timestamp in the lower right hand corner, you're going to see you're going to see Brock Lesnar, um, you know, coming up, and that's it. I mean, coming out some way, setting up a final match at SummerSlam. But I mean, that just that to me that just this just screams not it's it's not needed i mean if you look at all the other matches on the card with the rumored uh cash in for the men's money in the bank the men's money in the bank you know this this demoralizes that match in my opinion where this is not the main event this is not the main yeah, event it's not okay now how are you going to tell the story of the bloodline which is the a story i mean and also you know it is the money in the bank thing so Again, you know, we'll get to it, putting the cart before the horse a little bit, but we always talk about, or my thing is, match placement. Match placement, here's one where we know it's going to be positioned at the end of the card as the main event. You know, so what is that going to tell me about other things going on in the rest of the premium live event? Probably, you know, it is what it is, and then they'll move the storyline to the following weeks, uh, TV shows. Well, I mean, if if they're if they're saving this money in the bank spotlight to have Brock Lesnar come back out, I mean, you really could have had that on Raw. 
you really could have done that at another time. I mean, you know, you're really saving the main event with the Bloodline storyline going, with the men's money in the bank and so much behind it. And, you know, this just pushes aside Seth Rollins and what, and what he's doing, pushes aside the women's money in the bank match with, with what they're doing, pushes aside the men's money in the bank match, which we jump into next right now. But, I mean... You're simply putting Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio in the main event, and you're going to have Dominic Mysterio walk out as the winner due to a schmoz. And then, in my opinion, this is going to set up Dominic. I can't believe I'm saying this, but in my opinion, I think you're going to see Dominic and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for the World Heavyweight title. Oh, my God. Kill me now. I, I'm just saying that's that's what I personally think is going to happen. But kill me now. I mean, I mean like, to... He's got heat, but, like, not that kind of heat. That's going to be, like, go away how... I mean, the the, only reason why he has the heat... him in the back for this has to be kind of mixed, you know? Because he was was just on a a podcast or or some sort of interview saying that he was actually supposed to go to NXT after him and his dad feuded with Seth back in, what was that, the uh, COVID era... Yeah, I mean, he was he made a guest appearance in NXT. I think he wrestled Santos Escobar actually in NXT, didn't he? Yeah, for like they one did. night. Yeah, they did wrestle down there for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I think that what they're doing now with Dominic, I mean, if you if you're gonna have Seth Rollins go through the gauntlet of the Judgment Day, you're leading off with Finn Balor today, and then you go to Dominic, right. and then you have Damian Priest as the last one. But I mean, I feel like. Um, oh, so we know what's opening the. Uh... No, no, we haven't. Okay. I mean, in my opinion, if I had to pick an opener, I'm going to go Women's Money in the Bank. Uh, that's just me. Uh, it has been the last few years. Since since its inception, the Women's Money in the Bank has been, I think it, yeah, I think it has opened because yeah. when we went. In 2019. Didn't it open the show? Yeah, when we went in 2019, Bailey won and then she cashed in later on. That's correct. Yeah, she cashed in on Charlotte Flair. But, um. No, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I can't believe I'm leading off with that, but, I mean, you know, this, to me, this just has Vince screaming all over it, and, and for everybody out there, all the smart marks who think that he's really gone and he's really never going to come back, I mean, the motherfucker's back, so, I mean, we got to deal with it for now, and, I mean, hopefully, what we're going to talk about next, because he has, he, he wants his fingerprints on the men's money in the bank match, and, to be honest, if anyone has been living under a rock for the past two months, or is anybody that hasn't been paying attention, there's only one name, in my opinion, that should be winning the, mon- the men's money in the bank match, and it's nowhere near yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah, I'm talking about L.A. Knight. He, this man, you talk Which about it. Is it um, tell me whose game it is. You, you talk about a heat-seeking missile coming from the stars. This guy is hotter. It, he is more over than I think anybody has been over in quite a while. I mean, if you look yes. at how Seth Rollins has gotten over in the past four months due to like his, you know, with him wrestling every week and him winning the title and him winning that tournament to win the title. But let's here, here's a hot take of mine. Is it really him getting over, or is it just the crowd involvement singing his song that's getting him over solely? That could be, it could be both, to be honest. You can let that sit and marinate. That might be the hottest take I've had in a minute. No, I mean, I think, I think Seth, I think his in-ring style and like, you know, his, um... Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, he's been putting on bangers and, and, you know, to me, it personally all started when he came out in the shield gear against Roman. Yeah, I mean... He really started to like... His, his popularity really started to grow and connect with the fans. And of course, what do you do? You pull out nostalgia, and everybody's a sucker for it, as am I. And that got him over. And I, I'd say that was his uh, ascent. Well, it's funny. Top. It's funny with him because, I mean, obviously when he was in the Shield and when he broke up, he was like Dom Mysterio heat. And then, you yes. know, he came back after he hurt his, his knee against Kane. He came back as, what, the, the beat, not the Beast Slayer. But um, no, rebuild, redesign, redesign. Yeah, that, when he that, yeah. when he beat Triple H at WrestleMania in Orlando, and then he was the Beast Slayer, King and then Kingslayer, Kingslayer, yeah, and then you know Kingslayer with the new knee, he beat Brock Lesnar, and then he then he had this weird, you know the um the oh my god, what was his gimmick when he the with with the Rey Mysterio in the eye. Um, uh, it was uh, the Messiah. Yeah, the Messiah. He had the Messiah gimmick. He was like a cult leader. It was like Joe Gacy yeah, light. Yeah. Um, 
and now he's just like drip god and now he's you know seth freaking rollins but i mean i think i think that he's been getting over based off his wrestling talent and i think i mean his song does have a part of it but i mean i think that i think la knight is getting over with the fans because the fans see the connection of how he's a hybrid of stone cold and the rock put together and I feel like, yeah, he does have, yeah, he does have a good catchphrase, but I feel like his gimmicks and his in-ring um, vignettes and his promos is what's really getting him over. And I really don't think that you've seen a wrestler to do that. I mean, Sami Zayn got over due to the storyline of the bloodline and mimicking the Shield-esque breakup of how he hit Roman at Royal Rumble with the chair, but I kind of feel like L.A. Knight is getting over kind of the old school way, which is his voice, his demeanor. I mean, he carried the entire... Listen, I'm a... Listen, listen, we've said it before on this podcast about him and the feud with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I do love Bray Wyatt. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He survived that. (laughs) He's the only one to come away from a feud with Bray Wyatt recently that has actually benefited everybody else. There's a track record um, of, you know, and I think Seth Rollins even said it too. Uh, yeah, but I mean... In, like either a work or a shoot kind of an interview, he was like, you know, you don't, coming out of those things with Bray, you don't, I can't believe we're talking about Bray Wyatt, although we were just talking about him before we started the pod. Yeah, we are. he's gonna, um, I think he's going to come back. Coming out soon. of these with Bray Wyatt, you don't really benefit from it and kind of fall down. In yep. this case, yeah. he rose, he shot up there like a rocket, opposite yep. people going yeah. in that Titanic ship. Yeah, but here's the thing, down. though. <laughs> He, him and Bray Wyatt were in a feud and Bray Wyatt was the one who started it. Bray Wyatt was the one who, whose whole point of it was to get this gimmick across to build yeah. this feud and he hurt, he burned himself at the end. LA Knight was the one that really got over because, you know, his, his vignettes with Bray Wyatt during this and his, his, um, you know, when he was given his promos in the ring with The Undertaker and he's screaming, yeah, and like, you know, he's getting so over with the fans. And yeah, the 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 catchphrase is helping him. But I mean, right now, if anyone watched Raw two weeks ago and SmackDown, especially last night, I mean, the pop that he got is they're not filtering any noise with him, man. Like he. No, yesterday's was hardcore. Like that he. Was that was, really, that was really like loud. Bad Bunny pop from puerto rico like this is well said this is this is huge like this is something that the wwe and then guess what you you know what's gonna happen right like now this is when this is when we're gonna see what happens because right now this is when they pull normally this is in in recent times this is where they pull the uh the rug from out from under you when the guy gets too hot this is a vince thing i was gonna say feel like they got there on vince's terms kind of like what he did to rusev Oh yeah. Pull the rug out from under With Rusev there, that's that's a perfect now, example. Triple H at the helm, it's a little bit different. Well, Triple H is Triple H is really, really, really against uh, Logan Paul winning this match. I mean, I understand, you know, getting the product across if you're Vince McMahon, but I mean, you the product is across. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Here. I'm gonna stop you right there. Well, that's what I was trying because to say. Yesterday, also. The product has always been there. You, your name is out there. Wrestling, I'd have to say, is as equivalent to the Attitude Era, which is equivalent to the Golden Era, as it has ever been. Oh, yeah, and definitely. there's always a correlation between hip-hop and wrestling. And right now, there's a, um, a hip-hop artist, Lil Uzi Vert, who just put out a CD yesterday. And one of his singles is with Nakamura Steam. It's actually really good, i got to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, I, I three, think... Four times yesterday. So, like, the product's there. People know, people... You know, the product is for the streets. The yeah, but... Uh, is for the streets. I, I mean, I really... I, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think that wrestling, I mean, especially with... I mean, not just with AEW and other, and other promotions, but I mean, obviously, streaming services and social media is playing a big yeah. part of it. Remember, in the Attitude Era in 96, in the Attitude Era in 96, there was only USA and TNT to watch, you know, Monday Night Raw and, and Nitro. 
Now we're now we're streaming. Now we're having uh, podcasts like this. Now we're doing everything. This wrestling is is valued in so many different ways. But you know, I feel like what Vince thinks in his head. Like if I'm thinking like him, if I if I put the the briefcase on Logan Paul, obviously it does two things. One, it gives us a feud with Seth Rollins again, and then number two, it also you know, while while Logan Paul is doing his his podcast and social media, he gets to have the briefcase. Yeah, but I mean, it's we're at the point now in professional wrestling where it doesn't matter what Vince really thinks because obviously he's never going to take that step back. And what he thinks is what's best for the company, in his opinion, the having that briefcase on on social media like i just said and all the stuff with logan paul that's probably what he thinks is best for business but if you really take a look at what triple h is thinking you know the hottest guy right now the hottest guy right now in the wwe has a chance of becoming a world heavyweight champion you dial it back to the attitude era when stone cold was champion that was the hottest guy and then he became champion and then the rock became champion the rock got over la knight is mixture of the rock and stone cold Right. And could you imagine if they had this back then? Oh, my God. If they had the money in the bank back then, what the outcomes of certain things would be. Yeah. That's it, a whole episode in and of itself. It is. Like, if, if, you, if, if back in the Attitude Era, you had streaming and you had money in the bank and you had hell, you know, I mean, you, you did have hell in the cell. But, like, if you had, like, other stuff that the WWE is doing now, I mean, it would be totally crazy and different. And I mean, like, when we dissect this money in the bank match, I think... You know, you obviously you look at people like Nakamura, you look at people like Ricochet who are going to have their spots in the match for a reason. The dark horse, in my opinion, is Damian Priest, and I've said that from the beginning. Uh, only because yeah, there could be bigger stuff with the Judgment Day. There could be, and it also I'd say if Damian Priest Damian Priest wins, depending on where the card is for um, Finn Balor's match, there is a possibility that Seth loses. There is a possibility that Seth loses. And it's all within the Judgment Day. It is. And there's a chance that, uh, shit, Damian Priest could uh, cash in on uh, on Balor. And then this could be Balor's even, um, what's the term I'm looking for, shorter reign than when he had the championship before. Because there's a bigger, way bigger story being told. And they actually alluded to it on Raw, which was really nice. His shoulder, back, it's know, the when, injury. You know, um, he tapped his shoulder when uh, Seth tapped his shoulder and started laughing at him because that was the one that I believe separated. Yes. So he had to drop the belt back then. And there's a lot bigger that was things tough. That, that was tough. there. Yeah. So there, there's some avenues they can go down. Obviously, it kind of is contingent upon what they have plans on for SummerSlam. But, you know. Well, I mean, right now, if 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 the plan is to have Dominic versus Seth for the title, then obviously Seth is going to run. But now, like what now, like what you said is interesting because I'm not even going to factor in Logan Paul winning because if he if he wins, and that's just an embarrassment to professional wrestling, in my opinion, because obviously you're only giving it you're only giving him the briefcase to be on television or to be on social media. But the but you know, I'm going to go back to the thing about Damian Priest. Now, LA Knight, in my opinion, should really win because he's the hottest thing in wrestling, and I think that he, you can. Really Really catapult him and shoot him into popularity more than he already is, and you can make a lot of money off of him. But if you want to tell, if you want to tell the storyline of a Judgment Day, and like this is where it gets interesting. I think for so long Finn Balor has been being teased of leaving the Judgment Day. If Damian Priest wins the briefcase, then somehow Finn wins, right? So now you have Finn against Priest. Priest cashes in on Finn. They kick Finn out of the Judgment Day, and then you have somehow you have, you still have JD McDonough floating in the wings. Now, like, the thing with McDonough is, would you see McDonough turning on Balor to take his spot into the Judgment Day? And then you're going to see um, Damian Priest be the champion, and then McDonough sliding in with, with Balor. That's always a thing, too, because you very, can... Yeah, that's a very good point, because we forgot that, you know, a few weeks ago, there was something backstage with those two. There was, and I mean, the whole storyline... haven't really seen anything pan out from it, or anybody really well, I was going to say, the storyline with McDonough is when he was Jordan Devlin back in NXT UK. NXT UK's, I want to say it was one of their first or second pay-per-views. Finn Balor came in and actually wrestled Devlin as like a mystery opponent because Balor trained him. So like yeah. the storyline is even bigger. Like you can date that back and then you can have Balor against McDonough now. 
right? And like that can be a storyline just to get Finn yeah. Balor out of the Judgment Day, become a face again, but then give McDonough this kind of uh, push as a heel and give him the popularity because he's a Triple H guy. Yeah. Remember, he's a Triple very, H guy. Uh, this this whole thing, I mean, you're not really familiar with like how the Bullet Club is. It's very like Bullet Club adjacent. It is. Where like this person gets run out and then they go and do X, Y, and Z. And, uh, you know, because that happened with Balor, then it went to Styles and whoever else out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, parallels to that. Yeah, plus, right now, I mean, Rhea Ripley's still the ringleader of the Judgment Day. And I mean, I I really feel like she She runs Ruckshot without having to do nothing. She doesn't have to wrestle, and she's just getting, you know, she's. Even at live events. I've seen pictures on Twitter of live events, and and she's just over there yucking up for for Dom on the outside. Yeah. Causing distractions. That's all it is. That's great heel work, though. I mean, oh that, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, she's you save all the bumps. And yeah, she's very we've said this. So we've said this before. Yeah, we've said this before. She is the leader of the Judgment Day from day one. Um, I mean, one. I mean, I take that back. Once Edge got kicked out of the Judgment Day, and then you had Balor, but then you see the, and then you saw the rise of Ripley. You, she instantly gravitated to the to be the leader of that to be the leader of that group, especially with how she's pushing Dom to be this ultimate heel. But I don't think that she really needs him anymore. Or I don't think that he really needs her to do that. I, I just feel like people hate him just to hate him. Um, but, I mean, I can see Priest winning. I can see... I mean, if I had to pick... If I had to pick between Knight and Priest, I think it's, you know... Realistically, I think 70-30 Knight to Priest. You know, I mean, I don't see... I don't see Butch doing anything. I don't see Nakamura yeah, winning. I don't see... Yeah, like I don't even, see I mean, Santos. The the crowd hasn't even been behind Butch either, and that showed more. Um, it showed more yesterday on TV because the LA Knight just sucked up all the things, all L- the the good heat, you know. LA Knight's been sucking up the popularity in this match ever since it was created, in my opinion. I mean, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I read, I don't know if this is true, while I was pillaging through the dirt sheets, that Logan Paul may set up a feud with Ricochet at SummerSlam. Okay, that's fine if you want to wrestle Ricochet, because you guys are both kind of, I guess, aerial artists, but I mean... Well, yeah, they also had that spot, and they alluded, they talked about it um, when Logan kind of showed up on a Raw to announce that he was in there. Yeah. Um... You know, they had that spot at the Rumble where they literally jumped across each end of the ring and just collided in midair, which is awesome. It was. It was. So, I mean, right now we're at the fact that two things. One, I mean, we we let off this podcast with two of the most horrible things happening in Money in the Bank, if it's true, which is Dominic Mysterio winning a main event and only to have Brock Lesnar come back, courtesy of Vince McMahon, and then hopefully not... Hopefully not, hopefully not, courtesy of Vince McMahon again, costing us fans what we really want to see and having Logan Paul win Money in the Bank. Yeah, because I I feel like this is Triple H's live event to ruin. Does that make sense? You know, like, this is all his. If Vince goes in and screws it up, he'll still, once again, not have anything to do with a whole live event from start to finish well i remember always being like chipped away that he can't control well i mean he's got to kind of work from under to fix i mean i remember when bray wyatt made his debut last year at extreme rules that was triple h's first real live event or ple as leader of what's going on while vince is sitting on the bench and i mean everybody was so astounded and how they brought bray back and like oh wow the future is really good and then WWE sells the company. Vince is still the puppeteer managing all the puppets. And you're slowly starting to see it turn a little bit. But, I mean, I, I know Triple H is still involved and invested because you're seeing some of his guys on television, his guys getting time. So, um, I don't know how much. I mean, I think today is a lot of pressure on Triple H because Vince McMahon doesn't give a shit about what we think of Brock Lesnar or what we think about Logan Paul. Yeah, they so, just have to protect the, protect yeah, the endeavor. That's all it is. That's, that, that's, that's really there. all I mean, it is. That's really the only big thing. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, if we if we lead if we lead no. into uh, 
Julia's over there. Sorry. Hello, uh, Julia. Julia's sighting. She's playing with her Sesame Street toys. Nice. Uh, uh, Julia. Julia's making a guest appearance. Yeah. I so. Have to sit down and play with her. Uh, so if we if we jump right in, it's always a lot of fun here. So if we jump right into Finn and Seth, I mean, I think it's safe to say that if Damian Priest does not win, then Seth will win. But then, I mean, do you do you really feel like Seth Rollins has a chance of losing this match, even if Damian Priest does not win Money in the Bank? Oh, yes. I mean, did you see, so the last few weeks from Finn Balor, I don't think I've seen him so determined ever. The, he, the work he did uh, on, what was it, last, well, this past Monday against uh, Carmelo, or was that last week? That was this past Monday. Right, so that were, that match was excellent. His How, first of all. And, like his vicious streak. Then he followed Seth, obviously, through the live events or playing all this stuff out. He followed him to NXT. First of all, how he ready is Carmelo Hayes, by the way? Well, oh, man, Melo, no, don't miss, baby. Yeah, he's he's tremendous. But, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I feel like this is probably the most uh, connecting that Finn Balor has been, the most calculating. Yeah. I think that this is probably the most, like you said, determined. And I think this is the most we've seen out of Finn Balor in a very, very long time. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a, you know, he was an IC champion and you know all this stuff, and you know, he was a Universal Champion for a day, and he got called up, and then he was in that Universal Champion tournament, and he won it, and he lost it the next day. But you know, and then he had that wonky feud with with Roman Reigns, which he really didn't even lose, and. You know all yeah, this stuff, but I feel I really feel like good we're guy, starting. Good guy Finn doesn't hit as hard as no. bad guy Finn. Like no, NXT, his second NXT run where he came back, um, he just he he's gained an edge that we haven't seen, and I think it's really starting to flourish and come out right now. And I'm digging it. I really I'm like totally it. I really, sorry. I really, I mean, I know that Vince made his money with him with the demon face paint and all this stuff back in NXT. But again, remember that was Triple H's NXT, not Vince's. So I mean, now, now we're entering the WWE part of his career. Where is it really Triple H's or is it really Vince's? I think the right, trip. I, I think mean, the Triple H's. This is still uh, Triple H's boy. I think that both of his yeah. boys up against each other. It's like a family. Infight, yeah, you know? the 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 DNA of Finn Balor right now, from what we see being called up on the main roster and him being there, is definitely written by Triple H right now. I feel like, you know, we saw what Vince was writing for him, where he got, you know, even though it wasn't really a squash match, it was a nine minute match at Bray Wyatt's debut, right? We saw him in all these different areas where Finn Balor, he wasn't winning a lot of matches at one point, he really wasn't. And then, like, no, he, 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 he disappeared he for a while. He was back on NXT for a little bit. He turned heel. He's attacking Adam Cole at the time, you know. And, you know, he becomes an NXT champion again. And then it's it's just like this crazy... He's had such a crazy, interesting wrestling career in the WWE because, you know, no one knew who he really was, like, when he first, first debuted. And they knew him as, as Prince Devitt. But, I mean, like, when he came out as Finn Balor and, you know, like he was introduced by Hideo Itami at the time, I remember, back in NXT, and then the Demon came, and, you know, we saw all these things, and then he had this huge NXT t champion run, he lost to Samoa Joe in, at a fucking house show, and then he gets called up, hurts his... It, he's had such an up-and-down kind of crazy career in the WWE, where now, where we think is the best part of it, it may get flatlined by Vince, or it may get pushed even higher by Triple H. No one knows. Yeah. So, it's interesting what's gonna, really going to happen. I really, really hope that even if he does lose this match, which I think that he will, I hope that he doesn't kind of get washed away as not just another opponent for Rollins, but just as another wrestler in the WWE, if that makes any I'd sense. I'd say this is the perfect first feud for, for Seth. Um, two, you know, two guys who are riding that hot wave right now. There were, there is no other opponent I think would have fit right now for what we're seeing. No, 
No, there's... I, and I think we said this originally. I think... Didn't we say this when Seth Rollins won this title that the first opponent is going to be like Finn Balor? It's yeah, it like we, like we, it like was the Finn first and somebody else. Yeah, the the, the, the first. Well, looking at the, at yeah, the the, because I don't even think. Oh, well, we could see a Drew return. Never know there. Yeah, uh, I mean, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think the biggest return is going to be Brock Lesnar today. Um, have you seen that picture that's been going around the internet about the person that's blurred out in that photo? Do you see this? Yeah, I, I I don't know who it is. I'm I want I, I want you to tell me that it's somebody, but like I also don't want to know. I have no idea who it is. I mean, it, it could it, be Drew. People say it's a crew member, but then it's like, well, why would you just block out a crew member? Who the hell cares? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it could be somebody returning. It could be. I don't think it's Bray. I could be Drew because like look look at look at who the people were. It was Otis, Gunther, Kaiser, Ricochet. Sheamus in the picture, I think. Yeah, Sheamus. So I mean, like, Drew's Drew and Sheamus people are like are brothers. People are trying to investigate because all you see is like half of an ear, and people are trying to like match that ear. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's know. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you What do you feel about um this women's Money in the Bank match? Um, I kind of feel like it's being be overshadowed. You, this, one is, uh, this is hard to kind of tell you who's gonna win because you can almost make a claim for three quarters of the people in this match yeah, as opposed can. to the men's match which you, you know it's like here's A and B so there is a really good chance that I, until I was listening to this podcast yesterday talking about it I really didn't even think about this at all there's a possibility that Trish could win this briefcase really? I think so. You don't think that this is going to set up Becky versus Trish again at SummerSlam? Well, yeah, in a way, yeah, it's always going to. You think Trish Stratus might win this? Um, I would never think of her maybe winning this, to be honest. I mean... Well, I mean, just because she has a briefcase doesn't mean that, you know, she can't go into a feud. Yeah, but I kind of feel like how... Half of the people out of six... Three of those people are literally involved in a story. That's why I feel like that none of those three are going to win. Because I, cause I kind of feel like what they're really trying to do is they're trying to tell two stories. I think what they want to do is they want to tell well, the... You're always trying to do that, just like in the Rumble, right? You're always trying yeah. to set up You want to build different storylines. I mean, I think... I think if, if, if you look at everybody's names on paper and you just say to yourself, okay... You know, with no feuds going on, obviously the biggest name on that list is Becky Lynch to win, yeah. in my opinion. But I feel like right now she doesn't need the brief. Remember, like we, the the men's and the women's briefcases, in my opinion, are kind of like the same thing. Like number one, it's it should be meant to elevate another person, and then number two, who do you Absolutely. see carrying the briefcase? Like look at look at last year. Where you, you know, so here's a uh, cut you off, Zoe Stark. In that case, that point that you just made, she could benefit from that. She, she can benefit from here. it too. I think Io Sky can benefit from it too. Well, that's you know, gun to my head. If I had to pick, I was gonna go with Io Sky. Me too. Because with last night, the way you, you didn't get the you know the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing kind of a dissension between her and Bailey. But last night against. Um, uh, Shocked that you didn't really see that they were on the same page. Yeah, and she uh, Bailey cut her hair, so maybe um, Shotzi comes down and, and costs Bailey, and then Io wins. I can't believe you know, that we're really talking about Shotzi coming out on a, a PLE and starting a few with Bailey. That's that's how that's how far Bailey has fallen. I think if you really talk, if you really think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see it that way, especially how the crowd was literally chanting like, "Hey, we want some Bailey," which I haven't heard that in forever. Um, so they're always high on Bailey, and you know, Bailey's always going to be Bailey. She's always going to be beloved, good or bad. But um, you know, I, I actually thought about that match last night. I, I said that would have been really cool if they actually did lose her spot last minute. Although that was supposed to take place a week ago. Um, that would have been cool story to tell that she was jealous that she lost and then she's going to mess with EO and then that sets something up there. So, you know, I, I thought that there was potential there. 
Well, if you really dissect at this this match, you have how many? Six women or seven women in the match? Six. So you six have six in the women, seven in the men. So you have six women in the match, and four of them are kind of working together as an alliance. The only people that aren't are Zelina Vega and, and Becky Lynch. Right. So, I mean, you it's either you're going to tell two storylines. I don't think you're going to see Trish against Zoe. I think you're going to see more of an EO against Becky. I mean, EO against Bailey, where they could be setting up this whole dissension of the... Um, of uh, why, why can't I think of their name? Damage Control to be played out in front of her eyes at Money in the Bank rather than a SmackDown or rather than an event. I mean, you know, I I feel like EO Sky is going to win only because there's speculations of a failed cash-in. And I kind of feel like with a failed cash-in, you shouldn't really give who you really, really want to cash in the briefcase, the briefcase, but I still at the same time, you're going to push somebody over. And we all know Asuka's history with EO Sky. I think yes. EO Sky and Asuka can have a tremendous match, and it doesn't matter who wins that match. They could they could have had that without the briefcase, honestly. Yeah, they could, but I mean, a I good, think that... A good, solid month, right, of a build where she gets into Asuka's face or whatever... Um, you know that could have set you up right there. But but you see but you see what's different now is that you're seeing that Bianca who who is going to turn heel and yes, you have yes. sh- and you have Charlotte Flair intertwining and still messing with Oscar. So that's Which why I'm I feel like I'm not a fan like, of like once again for the fifth or sixth time she leaves for a couple months, come back and, and, and inserts herself right into the main picture. Who the queen? And, you know what? What heels do? The, the the great part about being a heel, right, is the, it's the only time you can really speak the truth, right? And heels are able to tell that story. And Bianca, I believe, said that to Adam Pierce in the back. She's like, she she leaves and she comes back and she gets to jump to the head of the line. It's because she's the queen. Yeah, she's the queen, man. It's I, it's really I, I don't know. It's I'm re- kind of over that moniker. It's it's it's, I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, she like, she is. Come on now, and we expected. Didn't we say this too? She was gonna come back, and she did it the last time, and then she did it the time before that. If that's her thing, everybody should just always be looking up the ramp for for her exactly you know, her music to start. But I mean, she's still getting viewed and cheered. But I mean, like she's a fourteen times woman champion. She's being compared directly to her father in the numbers. Well, remember. Now we're in a point where the length is is bigger than the amount of times that you win. But I mean, I still feel like that, you know, my opinion of Charlotte Flair is, you know, you you look at it right now, right now you look at who who are the best women wrestlers in the world, in my opinion, in the world. Charlotte Flair has everything that you need in an athlete. So does Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley has done a complete 180 with her talking since she's become leader of the Judgment Day. You know she what I mean? No choice. I mean, she hasn't been really featured in many matches. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like Rhea and Charlotte are probably the two of the best women's wrestlers in the world. But I yeah, always so got to. Proxy, you know, she kind of developed into what we see now with the with the champ with the women's championship. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at like if you compare Bianca to Jane Cena, which was a joke, <laughs> and like which I'm glad that we we I don't think we're gonna have down that because she doesn't have the championship yeah i know i know that was the thing online the joke yeah but like but then you look at you know charlotte and if if i told you right now that you can compare charlotte to roman reigns in the female part you know this dominant yeah the the length of the champion isn't there but i mean just her dominance and the aura that she does give when she comes back because honestly if the wwe you know, when they want these great matches, like a great wrestling match, you're going to put Charlotte Flair in the match. She is yeah, just, I mean, she is, she, she's she's tremendous at what she does. She's tremendous at what she does. And like, you know, my opinion of her being the best women's wrestler in the world, it's not going to change. I mean, like, she's the one. Like, she's, and like, yeah, yeah, this is great that she's involved, and I understand the frustrations that not just yourself but other wrestling fans may have, but this could all tell the story of not Charlotte Flair winning again, but Bianca turning heel in front of her eyes. That's the real that's story. That's the bigger picture there. That's the bigger picture. Charlotte's there to turn Bianca. Exactly. So she is, yeah. she is the kind of athlete or the kind of... 
uh, wrestler in this yeah. culture that she's can do anything that she needs. A, a jumping off point, basically. Yeah. She's, Which is fine, because guess what? You realize it. You know, I always say... Uh, she's the catalyst. The you turn into the skid, right? Yeah. And that's what you gotta do. She's the catalyst. She's gonna turn she's Bianca Belair heel. She's she's the one that's going to turn Bianca heel, and ironically, the women's champion who we're all talking about, who we're not talking about, is the one that's not getting the attention because, yeah, we're 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 not talking about the fact that Oscar is the champion. We're not talking about the fact that you know Bianca cost Charlotte, right? Bianca cost Charlotte. So maybe we'll see Bianca versus Charlotte at SummerSlam, and then you never know. Maybe if EO, maybe if EO wins, then EO says I'm cashing in against you, Asuka, at SummerSlam. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I hope I don't get the called shot. I hate when they call it. I mean, we've seen that before. We've seen that with with Braun Strowman. We've seen that with, with uh, uh, Big, Big e. e. We've seen that with. You know, we've seen that with a couple people. Yeah. But we never seen that we never seen that with the women's though. Going ahead a little bit. To take to go away from the women there. I mean, you know who who are we picking for this one, right? Oh I'm gonna I'm going EO. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going EO. I heard I heard some people saying out there, Oh, maybe Zelina No, no, no. Zelina I think the only reason why Zelina Vega is in this match. so go back to what you were saying about a failed cash-in. There's no better person to put that on than her for a failed yeah, cash-in. Yeah, I don't know. No I mean, better person. I mean, okay. So if that's the case, so if that's the case, then the only reason why Zelina's going to win is because mom, it's like the only reason why Zelina's going to win then is okay. So then I'm going to have Eo versus Bailey to break that up. Then I'm going to have Zoe, Becky, and uh, Trish have their thing to break that up. I don't think that they're going to waste the briefcase on Zelina Vega to tell two storylines. One of them can be played on Monday Night Raw and the other one can be played at SummerSlam. I kind of feel like what they're really trying to do is if you let if you let EO win, you're going to tell the story of the backline between her and Asuka. Let her cash in against her at, Char- at SummerSlam. Then you're still going to have Charlotte and Bianca who, are, who then will have a better match, a more publicized match because of their names at SummerSlam. So, I mean, like, I think EO, again, she's a Triple H girl, you know? Like, Triple H, EO beat Charlotte. EO beat Charlotte and Rhea in one night at NXT in your house. I mean, granted, that was 2020, but, I mean, you know, when when I first... What? Are you looking at the poster again right in front of you? No, I knew it was 2020. Um, but I mean, like, if you really want to tell the story and if you really want to get somebody over, I think you can get EO over. And I think that you can still tell a lot out of it if you have EO win. That doesn't involve her. That involves a lot of other female talent. The only person, the only person that's not going to get anything out of this is Zelina Vega, but she got her swan song back in Puerto Rico. Hence her getting this again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like here, here's a, a thank you sort of deal. Here's the thank you. Here's the thank you. I mean, it's, it's the women's one. Like I said at the beginning of like we'll call it a segment, right? The segment. Um, that's the harder one to. It might be the more obvious, but it's also so hard in the same token to really pick who can win because there's actually some really good logical people, and you can make the case for it. I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like, any, I feel, I kind of feel like anybody can, any woman can win this match. Right. right. The um, only person I know who's not winning is Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only person I can actually say. The other five mm-hmm. do kind of have a, le- a legit chance when it comes to storyline. They do. They do. Um, I like to have. <clears throat> You know, I, I don't know where they're going to go with this, but who wouldn't like to have their heater, right? Walking around with a briefcase next to them. I'm talking about uh, Zoe Stark with Trish, right? Yeah. And I don't know how long that's going to go through past SummerSlam. That could be the end of it. I don't know. But, you know, it, it gives a certain visual that's actually pretty pretty cool. 
And she could be a next up and coming person. She could be. Because she, you know, outside of her, I mean, if you, if you put a muzzle on her and you don't let her talk, she does very, very well. But when you yeah. let her talk, your ears are bleeding. I mean, you could say that about a lot of men, too. I mean, you know, there's, look at, uh, I'm trying to think. Main, she's got. It's kind of like Bobby. It's kind of like Bobby Lashley. NXT. Yeah, Bob, Bobby Lashley chiseled out of granite, and he's a dominating wrestler, but he can't talk for shit. Right, and he's been doing this for a very, very long he time. He sounds like he's know. talking like this. You know what I mean? So, um, do you do you now? We talk. You know, there's a funny thing as we talk about this next topic, which is kind of crazy. Uh, you talked about a, a returning Drew McIntyre. What do you think of a possible returning Randy Orton? Uh, against uh, leading into Gunther versus Riddle for the IC title. I was going to mention Randy before, actually. I was going to say, hey, who do you think, you know, what, what are the chances we get a Randy return? So you, you got to where I wanted to he go. D- he, so does have, he does have new music. Oh, it just okay. his, his new music um, just got, like, remixed. And, uh, I mean, this screams... Oh, I think I heard it. They redid it, but it, it's not that far off. No, it's kind of it's heavier. It's it's heavier and a little bit more up tempo. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this match for Riddle and Gunther, to me, the screams a return of of um, Randy because you know if he does return, he's going after Riddle in my opinion, and this will not right. make this will not make Gunther weak at all because it's being overshadowed. Like this whole pay per view with you can call this like you know, overshadowed in the bank because there's so many matches that are being overshadowed by possible returns, by possible storylines with the, with, with the, with the, you know, flick of a switch. So, I mean, the most logical may not be entirely, you know, actually I take this back. The most logical may be the most obvious because if you have Gunther win, but yet if Randy does return, he's going to return for Riddle setting up that feud. Then you're going to put Randy over Riddle, which is fine because I think they're still punishing Riddle from his past couple, six months of what he's been going through. Well, that's crazy. I mean, you listen, you know, I got punished when I was younger too. I mean, nothing that lasted more than, Although I got grounded for a month one time, but that was beside the point. Um, you know, how old are we? You know, I know that's what the I'm business just saying. does, but like, are we ever going to outgrow that? Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to punish you. You're going to punish someone. So <laughs> here's the thing. Like, in a logical, real-world sense at work, if you retaliate against your employee... You know, you can get in trouble for that. Yeah. But of course, here your independent contract is a whole other thing. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the only place where you can retaliate against somebody. Is it kayfabe or is it real? <laughs> I mean, is it kayfabe? Is it kayfabe or a shoot? You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I think Randy Orton's itching to get back. I think he he will be coming back. I mean, I, Randy Orton coming back or not, Riddle's not going to win this match. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Randy. Yeah. I mean, I think that Gunther's time, they're still going to add days to that. And they're still going to get that clicker they, up there. They want him to, to clear Honky Tonk. Yeah. Which I don't think he's that far away. You know, it's really funny. So by, by the end of the summer, I think he um, logistically can do it. You know, th- this is funny because, like, you know, we're talking, to, like, if you look at WWE history, it's like, all right, the longest 10-year champions. Oh, Bruno San Martino. They're getting rid of all that right they're trying to put their own brand well but no but i'm together. just saying like you know just just look at who's the number one in each category oh you know the usos for the tag teams all right the great tag team bruno san martino one of the greatest wrestlers of all time yeah bruno san martino is great you know for the women was it bianca or charlotte or one of them yeah the great intercontinental honky tonk man <laughs> you know it's like it's just so <laughs> it's just so funny because yeah which one it is you got the honky tonk man who became ic champion as an accident who was not supposed to be the champion that was meant for butch reed but butch reed came to the show late 
And that's why the Honky Tonk Man won, because Hulk Hogan pointed at him in the hallway and said, how about this guy, Vince? And they picked Honky Tonk Man to be the IC champion, which was the longest mistake of their life, because he is the longest tenured IC champion until Gunther clears it. So, I mean, like, obviously Gunther's going to clear it with flying colors, but I think that, like you said, once he does clear the Honky Tonk, then he's going to get that trajectory to being the top one of the top guys in the company once Roman lays down for somebody and then once Gunther who is my now pick say I mark this now on July 1st 2023 that Gunther is my pick to win the Royal Rumble next year um because remember whoever whoever the first runner-up is in the Royal Rumble always has a dominating performance let's go back Bianca, Bianca won. When Bianca won, who came in second? Rhea Ripley. So, I mean, like, you know, like, we've seen that before. Uh, it, this is Gunther's time and for him to get shot up like a rocket. But for now, he's going to do one thing at a time. And the one thing he will do this weekend is beat Riddle. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I like how he just beats you with whatever he's got. Yeah, power bomb. I do. I do wish he had like a signature outside of the, you know, the the uh, the chop. I mean, the chop is just like part of the arsenal. Yeah, it's part of the arsenal. It should be the the finisher. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna chop your chest off, sort of deal. Like yeah. that's it. I'm I do enjoy. It. I, one, I do enjoy the uh, the power bomb though. But I think the... that's been his thing over the years. Is that. Um, Excuse me. I don't think he's ever really had a finisher. Um. Well, he did the splash when he was bigger. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's, you know, it's still a big dude. Yeah. I mean, when he beat uh, Pete Dunne to win the title, he did the splash, I believe, at the top rope for the UK title at NXT Takeover. I, I and I, I really, I, I really can't believe that. Really fun. Is it? There's only one more match, right? The last match that we haven't talked about is the women's tag team title, which we should have opened with, but we went like flying, like guns a blazing. Um, no, we didn't even talk about the bloodline. Oh, duh. Jesus put, Christ. Oh, my God. Je- okay, so, see, so this is good because maybe. This is cinema. I know. This is maybe. Well, any level shit. Well, I forgot about that because it's, it's being more ran like a movie than a wrestling storyline, but. Um, so like obviously so so the pre-main event is normally something that's not really that impacting in some ways especially when they put a bigger match in the middle of the card so you know this is this is perfect that our main event is dumb and yeah but no but this is this is perfect for us because now we're gonna venture into the world of the women's tag team titles where Liv Morgan did return but. I mean, this, I, is, uh, this is only that we can. I don't even want to give this time. This is only serving a, a place for a turn by um, Raquel. Yeah, I think that's the only purpose it serves. I think if you turn Raquel heel, which she was a dominating heel in NXT when she was with Dakota, she was better that way. Instead of a girl wearing blue with a smiley face, like it doesn't really translate that well. It doesn't. She was wearing a smile in NXT while wearing all this black leather and being really cool and dominating. There's two different ways to do it. She's not doing it the right way anymore. And that was Triple H's girl. So, excuse me. So, you know, I'm surprised they haven't kind of gotten to that. Yeah. She needs to bring back the old music because this new music is trash. Mm hmm. And uh, put the black leather on and, and just be like a female diesel. Plus, I, plus, I feel like they're telling more with Ronda and Shayna, so they want them to be the champions for longer. Yes, of course. Yeah. You wouldn't have unified the championship last week no. for it to go and change hands again. No, so especially with those two, you know, it, it doesn't really. So I kind of feel that we both agree with that. So now we got that out of the way. What what everybody thinks should be the main event because any match that has this next man in this match is the main event, which is Roman Reigns and Solo against the Usos. So the Civil War, the Bloodline, the Bloodline is crumbling. It's already been crumbled. Um, this is more like I felt like a movie than a wrestling storyline. So where do we go? I mean, can Roman really afford to lose back to back pay per views and get be part of a losing team back to back? Um, I think so. I mean, he can lose for a good four or five months, personally. He can lose. I mean, this guy's been champion. And again, he's 
he's credited with the loss, right? In the in the in the books, right? If you're scoring it, technically, at home, yes. But realistically, to you and I looking at it, you're like, well, if he doesn't eat the pin, it's like if a tree falls in the wood thing. That, that's really what I think it is. Well, I mean, we always say if it happens so in Saudi, did it happen? Was pretty was was a good promo mm-hmm. by the Usos. You know that also brought up a good point. And, you know, maybe it is Solo who's going to eat the pin, or this is finally going to be where Roman gets pinned. And it sets up because I don't think it has as much heat if Solo does it and you set up a match against Jay or whomever. I don't think Roman's getting, first of all, if Roman's getting pinned, it's not going to be not in the main event. Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, that's why, oh, my God. Honestly, the Cody thing should have been first. That should have started off the event. Mm Mm-hmm. Or plugged in the middle. Not long of a match either. No. Now, now Dom. I know we're jumping around here, but now Dom would look like he'll have a convincing win over somebody. Yeah, but now keeps like losing. But again, I think the bigger storyline is like all these hoops he's jumping through over all these months leading into his next championship go around, where he might actually come away with it. So I, you know, that's the bigger picture there. Well, the bigger picture is also. I mean, I mean, the bigger picture for for Dominic is to say that through his promos to get more heat that he main evented Money in the Bank and beat Seth, and then he beat Cody Rhodes. So right. I mean, and like, then he's not even saying anything anyway. Exactly. Because they won't let him get a word out. Exactly. Which is perfect. Exactly. Like, so that push that aside now. So now, I kind of feel like Roman can lose as part of a team in this match, but. I mean, you know, <clears throat> when they're talking about, you know, we're talking to the family, there may be more people coming that we're not even thinking about. Yeah, they mentioned that kind of yesterday. When the Usos were coming out, they were talking. They're like, oh, there's talk. You know, and they didn't mention who. But obviously, you know, if you know your bloodline storyline, you know that, you know, it's against with the elders. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a way bigger picture here, and let's not let let's jump to the most important part. There was talks that they've been a secret location planning out this match. What do you mean? Uh, oh, you didn't hear this? Oh, I'm, I'm breaking something to you for. Yeah. So there, there's been talks that there, um, the Usos and Solo have been like planning this match out, you know, wherever in a secret location. You don't do that, you know, especially because they've all been on the same page for the last year. Is this kayfabe? Is this kayfabe? Or is this be a crazy finish or something? Is this, I don't think you do that unless something big's happening. Is this kayfabe or is this what the WWE wants to do? Um. Well, no. This, this you know, they haven't mentioned this on obviously TV. So the same one, like a cinematic match? No. No, 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 not a cinematic match. I'm talking about like they're practicing going over the match. In a secret location. Oh, so they, yeah, they, they so something big can happen. In, you know, the Usos and, and Solo, I think, I don't think Roman's there. He doesn't really need to be. But I think the, between the three of them, there's something going on there. And if they're, like, hiding it or whatever, I mean, it is your best storyline going, so yeah, I would too, but... I mean, it's so hard to to not believe that because they're, they're brothers, they're all brothers. I mean, like that's the funny. That's the funny part of this is that Solo is the legitimate brother. So yeah. And so, then they, they mentioned that they were like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't even want to be tribal chief, but you know who would be good as tribal chief?" And they looked over at Solo, and that's when Roman laughed, and Solo seen him laughing, and he dropped his hands and threw that thumb out. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I got, and then you know, once again, Roman kind of, so Roman seen it shut up immediately and change the subject so he doesn't want the smoke from solo is solo the one to beat him on i wouldn't either i mean i I really do feel like they're gonna set up one of the usos to face roman at SummerSlam. so i mean like and then where do you you go from there you know exactly you don't know you're you're where where it's this is you get to point a you get to point b 
Now we'll see. This is probably this the is hardest. Sto- this is probably the hardest storyline to try to guess what's going to happen next because you don't know which way they're going to go. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, if you know, if Logan Paul wins the Money in the Bank, he's going to cash in on Seth and start that feud again. But then it's okay. That's fine. That's something different. Now we're in. The, yeah. Now we're in the greatest. What arguably may be the greatest storyline of all time, where you don't know where this is going to go next. Where do you put no, Roman Reigns? Who beats Tom, Roman Reigns? Go ahead and, and say it's time to put all those other storylines to bed at this point. Oh yeah, nothing yeah. Lingered this long. Yeah. Like no, I mean like you know, I mean Stone Cold and Vince storyline changed wrestling storylines forever. Course, I mean like actually, that. Sometimes it wasn't even the main focus on what was going on, but it was still going on. It doesn't matter. You have, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to you in a bad way, but like, you have to give the respect of Stone Cold and Vince, even though it was honky, and even though it was this crazy, stupid stuff that wouldn't happen in real life. Um, But that's what, but, but that's the difference between this storyline with the bloodline and that. That is not believable. This is believable. Family tension is believable. The hierarchy of the family is believable. The name... See, the last name, the Anobi last name is more the real storyline in this because this is this has more believability than anything else if we're talking yeah. about storylines in the and history of professional wrestling. I'm very shocked that no other family member has been brought to TV to get this going. Outside of we were supposed to get... Um, Rikishi, like, uh, Rikishi, or, or Sika, or whatever, recently, but somebody. I mean, if you couldn't make the show, whatever. If you really want to um, do something good, like I can't believe I'm thinking about this, and not this, 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 this to me screams attitude error. Yeah, well, what if Rikishi comes down with the glasses and then just starts dancing in it? No, no, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about <laughs> what what would happen if, say, if, say, if Roman, like, say, if the Usos aren't like. Say the Usos are in the ring and solos with with Roman, and um, this 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 may seem like a stretch, but say if uh, Roman's like, oh, you know, Us, you know, like you never guess where I am, and like he's outside Rikishi's house. Oh, kind of an edge story. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going there because I was actually thinking that too. So no, your idea. Is how cool? How cool would it be if? Like next week or the next two weeks, we see Roman attacking Rikishi, but Solo yeah. Solo is helping Roman, so Solo's beating his own father up in real life. You know that. See, I know his dad will be all for it too. Because oh yeah, Rikishi would go for it. But like we it. we haven't seen that at all. We haven't even no, seen Rikishi at all. Because, you know, at this time, with, with how Roman is, for everybody to fall in line, right? That would that would be a tactic I would use to make somebody fall in line. Absolutely. Like I have my foot on somebody's throat, and I'm either going to press on it or let off the gas. That's what's going to happen. I mean, in line, if they right? do that, that's see, that's a perfect build for whoever he wrestles at SummerSlam, because now you're bringing the father into play. Now you're bringing the fa- now you're bringing Rikishi in. Now, well, then, now you got to wrestle both of them. I mean, there's all three of their dad, but obviously yeah. one is on one side and the other two are on the other. Exactly. Um, so one person can't just go, you know, unless the other one gets taken out and kayfabe with a, an injury, which would probably be Jimmy the Damn Cooks, kind of where it always goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but I mean, like, um, or but that's a great way to kind of progress. Yeah. This, this is where. You know, that's that. So they're saying the bloodline civil war is, is beginning, right? So this is part of the the middle part. If you think of it, well, you haven't watched it because you don't like these, but in an Avengers sort of way, it's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't watch the Avengers. Sorry, but I mean, like this. But I mean, like the best part about all this is, is that we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. So I mean, like if I had to pick right now, who's gonna win this match? I mean, I'm probably probably. Leaning towards Roman and Solo. I don't think they're gonna have Roman lose twice. Okay. I don't think they have Roman lose twice. That's what I think. That's what I I think. You know, he could always get his comeuppance at SummerSlam. Or to be honest, the more important event. To be honest, this could also scream wonky DQ finish. The DQ finish in the tag team match. Yeah. Okay. Like like using like using a weapon or something. You know what I mean? Like. Something like that. You never know. It, it, some yeah, wonky can happen. We don't know where we're going. and uh, Exactly. You know, I'd like to get on the train to see where we're going. And speaking of trains to see where we're going, Tom, 
you know, what a perfect way. What a perfect way. What this week is, right? This is, uh, you know, y- your birthday week, right? Well, next week, and guys. I actually, my birthday week. But... Well, I, I'd consider it this week, right? You're yeah. the 6th, the no? Yeah, I'm, I am the 6th. Yep. So you were in this week. Well, yeah, I guess next week if you figure out when a week starts. So in the next six days, five days. You know, it'll it'll be your birthday, and then after that, you got to let them know where we're going. Well, I was actually going to, this is a perfect way to close our episode this week, is that, you know, the next time you'll be hearing from us will be days before we attend Friday Night SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. Yes, Sunset Flip Radio will be at Madison Square Garden for this coming Friday's SmackDown at the world's most famous arena. We will be there. Maybe we'll do a video while we're sitting in our chairs waiting to start. Maybe I think, I think we have to. Maybe we maybe gonna, we'll do well, maybe we're, we're gonna do a live video little. somehow. Maybe walking down yeah. the sidewalk in New York City. But we will be there. We will be there. We will be there. And where will you be next week? Is finding out. No, this that, that's a bad setup. Where will you be next week? Where you listen to our new brand our brand new episode i just bought that our brand new episode of sunset flip radio uh again again just like this one available wherever you get your podcast uh you can follow us on instagram and facebook at sunset flip radio you can always email us at Sun- oh, Jesus, hold on a second. Wow. <coughs> Sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy Money in the Bank this week because guess what? It starts in four hours, so make sure you finish this episode. Well, this episode is finished, but you know what I mean. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our episode leading into Money in the Bank. It's going to be a fun event. Just just another just another week of wrestling, my friend. So as always, peace, love, and wrestling. In case you want to see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care.